Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, before we get cranking here on the Boop Show, have you heard of There Will Be Dungeons? Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Well, I got good news for you because There Will Be Dungeons is a fantastic show. That is basically a live stream of a bunch of friends playing D&D, a custom campaign set in a post-apocalyptic world using 5th edition rules from Dungeons and & Dragons. And it airs every Saturday and uh, is available right now as a podcast, as video archives, or you can watch it live. All the details are at therewillbedungeons.com. That's therewillbedungeons.com. Now on with the show. This is The Boop Show, episode 205 for Monday, March 25th, 2019. Yeah. Oh, hey everybody, welcome back to The Boop Show. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Brian Dunaway. Oh, hi, Scott. Hi, Brian Dunaway. It's nice to see you today. Uh, it's good to be here, be had by you, near you. Yeah. <laughs> around that sounds, you. It's all wrong. That sounds fantastic. No, it doesn't sound wrong. It sounds beautiful, like two men who love each other uh-huh. deeply. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Son, when a f- podcaster and his offend podcaster love each other very much... They then make they a, make little baby podcasts, yeah, like the, this one. Like this the one, boop the show. Boop Show, exactly. Brand new baby. Slap it on the button, send it on its way to college. All right, hey, <laughs> it's good to be here, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to get right into it. Before we do anything, though, it has come to my attention that Brian has in his possession the uh, Commodore 64 or C64 Mini, the bastard. That's right. Is it out of the That's box? Right. You still have it boxed? Oh, I got it out of the box. <gasps> I had it. to play with it. It's so small. It's so it's a mini. It's just so little. Does that keyboard work? Heck no, the keyboard doesn't work. It's just for looks. You plug this into the HDMI or TV, and then you plug on the side here, you plug in yourself a little keyboard, uh, which never leaves me bored. And you got a little (laughs) power back there, and it just works on the standard uh uh micro uh USB little deal, and you just bring it up and it plays it has 64 games on it, which most of them I have no clue. I only had like four games back in the day when it I had It makes sense that they would do 64, though, right? Because, you know, right. C64. It, it makes sense, but they were making up some stuff, I think. So uh, that and my favorite part is the basic. Commodore Basic was where I lived uh, back in the day because when I would get magazines, the Commodore 64 magazines, they would have uh, games in the back of the magazines and yeah. you could program them in oh. for free. The only cost was your darn labor. Of tickety tickety tax. Your hard earned time and effort. Exactly. Right. And I mean, that's. With a, go ahead. It comes with a joystick. Oh, that's oh right. okay. I was going to ask you that okay. if it came with a controller of some sort, but joystick, eh? Yes. No, mm-hmm. no joystick, paddles. Got any po- paddles there? No? 
I don't have any paddles. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have paddles back in the day, so it's, it's, it's okay. I, I wish I had like a little small 1541 disc drive, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't. They don't have that. So, mm. yes. Yeah, no, or a tape drive. Thing. I had a tape drive on mine. Oh, I had a cassette drive on my Commodore VIC 20. Yeah, yeah. My VIC 20. That was always fun. It's like, oh, time to save something. Better hit that record and play. Yeah. <gasps> And then you'd forget, and you'd have that tape later on. You have your jam box, and you'd throw the tape in there, and you're like, what is this tape? And it'd go. Yeah. Now, should I be concerned great. at all that the website for this, um, which is supposed to be the c64.press, uh, uh, is okay? Says according to multiple browsers, not secure. <laughs> That's no good, is it? You don't want insecure uh, uh, web. Yeah, you don't uh, want that. I, I didn't order it from. Uh, I didn't order it from the the site. I ordered it. Where did I get it from? Oh, I picked it up just like other week because I was. I, they had. Uh, this is. This doesn't look like the same site I went to. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Is this uh, not I real? Is this off. a scam? Is oh the <laughs> right. world's best scam ever? Pay and get nothing. What is this? The 64 scam doing oh, it's it. It's somebody. The backers. It's somebody. Oh, he's bitching about it. Yeah, it's somebody complaining about it. That's what this is. Oh, don't look, ignore that. Ignore. Don't go to that website. Probably got myself uh, some malware now. Yeah. Right. Mm, pretty. Probably but yeah, I, I picked mine up off uh, uh, off Amazon. They had it on sale, like at Sam's Club, which is too far away from me, mm. uh, for twenty seven dollars. And I said, Hey, how about thirty seven dollars from Amazon? Perfect. Th- really? That's all it is. 37 bucks, man. I don't know I'm, how much it is now. That's how much it was when I got it. Okay, tell me the games. Is it like, uh, you probably, oh. get, uh, let me let me guess. Let me guess. Because I haven't looked at this. I don't know this list. I'll bet there's a load runner in there. Well, there's got to be a load runner, right? Is it on the Let's back? See. On the box there? Well, I did. It's, it actually has a outer packaging that's not nearly oh. as attractive. It had all the crappy games on it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually threw that part away, but I kept the nice little six. So let's take a look. I bet you they got it on the internet's. C64 MIDI mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. I'm looking this up while you're doing that as well. Uh-huh. Oh, and you can uh, add more games. That's what I really kind of want to do. I want to add more things to it. Yeah. Uh, the Verdict, they like it. Um, they gave it a good review on IGN. Yeah. It says it has a generous suite of classic games, but its controller can be Sweet. more of a killjoy than a joystick. <laughs> uh, is anyone ha- is okay. hacking one of these yet and turning it into something rad? Or do you know? Oh, I'm I'm sure they are. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I'm I am on it. I am planning on doing everything with this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna hack it, slash it, because it's only thirty seven bucks. I'll yeah, get another one. I think I'm gonna get. I'll one. get two. I think I'm gonna get one I'll of the minis. Two. I'm getting a mini. And then we can hook up to the internet and we can play nothing because that's not how they work. No, they don't work that well. I mean, you that's could. true. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd have to do some uh, some fooling around there, you know, right? To get that worked out. And before we jump into the games, there was kind of a major announcement today that has to do with gaming, and probably more appropriate to this show than any other show I do. I actually don't know for sure, but Apple Arcade was launched, or at least announced today. It's coming this fall. Uh, right. Apple got up on stage. They announced a ton of stuff today. This was kind of a um, uh, one we didn't know was coming. We had all had a, a feeling about other stuff, TV and all that. But uh, basically, here's their tagline. Play over 100 groundbreaking new games where storytelling and design are pushed further than ever before. All in a gaming service unlike any other. Apple Arcade hits the App Store this fall. Let's play, it says. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I saw the headline of this, but I haven't seen anything about it. So says, you just gave me more information than I had. All you can play, one subscription. No ads, no, in, in, no in-game purchases. Jump from iPhone to iPad, Mac, and Apple TV. Play offline, anywhere, anytime. Access up to six family members. 
uh, committed to your privacy. Let me just scroll down. Um, I didn't watch the thing, so I don't actually know. But there's a whole bunch of puzzle games coming out. There's something called the Pathless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Brawls, whatever the hell that is. You know Hot Lava from Klee Entertainment? They were making that weird hop around the house it. hot lava game. That's yeah. apparently uh, uh, coming. Oceanhorn oh. 2, which is kind of a Zelda ripoff. And the biggest mm-hmm. announcement was Beyond a Steel Sky, which is oh, a sequel to the old adventure pl- click and point uh, point mm-hmm. and click adventure game from I don't remember how long ago. Uh, but they're finally making a sequel to that thing. And then just a ton of other games. Now, my biggest question is, are they all dumpy mobile games? Everything they announced sounds new. Um, right. So I have high hopes for this. There's some. I have a lot of questions, but I have high hopes. So we'll see if the MiFi controllers work well, see if this is anything cool that Apple's doing. But, man, everybody getting into the whole games as a subscription service, even, even Apple, uh, I suspect that you'll see Google Play with something similar if they don't already have it. And uh, everybody wants their hand in that, in that subscription pot, dude. They got to get their hand in that subscription pot. You, you, you're, are, you, are you spending money? Give it to us. We want some, too. Yeah, we want would, some, too. They would really like your money. Uh, hey Scott, remember how we used to start? Uh, used to start the uh, the final the final score show yeah. with that little intro bit. Yeah. Uh, stay a while. You know that? Could you got that clip? Stay a while. Stay a while. Listen, yeah, I'll play it again. Here, it's a part of the music, but I'll play it. Yeah. Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. Commodore Commodore sixty four. Uh, Impossible mission is where that is from, and no way. Uh, it is it is on there. Correct. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Hold on, we're gonna play it. We're gonna see. I didn't know that. I didn't know that That's was from the that. intro. Yeah, that that is the whole intro to the game. Matter of fact, when I launched it, I was like, "Oh, Impossible Mission is kind of like a Mission Impossible thing." That started up, and I was like, "Ah." Well, let's I hear it. Uh, watch on YouTube. Okay, here we go. Destroy him, my robot. My robot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing oh, the c64 sound chip there my friend that's all right awesome. well at the time it was groundbreaking that thing like yeah yeah it was awesome nobody had anything quite like it that number was- one number one uh home pc sales ever right and mm-hmm. it didn't it still didn't it still have that um apple IIe may have beat it i'm not sure mm, i'm not 100 right. sure on that in fact, it's the Apple II's that kind of dug into their market, and then what was their next thing? They they did the um, the Amiga. Right, so they were the Amiga people, same people, right? And that that really did well in uh, in in production houses, uh, video stuff. Yeah, uh, but and in my Europe, dad, it did really my, well in Europe. Not so much here, but Europe it was a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. My my dad actually got this uh, C sixty four Mini for me for my birthday, which was last week. And he brought me not only this, he brought me a a, a real uh, Commodore 16, which I never had. Mm. There was the VIC-20, and then there was a 16, uh, and then the 64. So I never that's, had the 16. That's great. I'm jealous of Love all it. these things that you're saying. Uh, so well, ugly. All right. Well, we'll get into the show proper, but exciting stuff afoot. And uh, my, the most exciting thing is that you got this cool classic, and you're going to report back next week on what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's dive into my first game this week. I played a lot of this game this week for some reason. It's not even new. It's kind of old. Old by, well, 2015 old, okay, which isn't that old. Oh. Um, but it's hey, a... There's, there's been so many games coming at me since 2015 that I no longer consider that old because it takes that long 
to get around to it. Yeah, I totally. And that's kind of me too. Like there's a lot of hidden gems that you just miss. This is one of those. It's a small little indie game. It is apparently available also on mobile, although I've never played it there. I've only played this on Steam. And I got it back in 2015, forgot I had it. And then the other day I was having this itch to play some Diablo-ish game. Hmm. And I thought, well, what do I have in my library or what can I get? And I was looking around Steam and Steam's like, oh, you should try Hero Siege. That's a Diablo-like game that's all retro and cool and has, you know, random loot and cool levels and all this. And kind of retro, though, you know, like sprites and whatever. And I went, wait, I think I have that game. So it all came back to me and I was like, that's right. I bought this because I was told it was sort of a Diablo-ish game. And uh, I fired it up, reinstalled it. I have it on Steam. And man, I could not stop playing this freaking thing. I really like it <laughs> like a lot and uh, played it for hours and hours and hours the other night. And basically it's what you think it is. Um, there are, I don't know if there are a hundred by now, but there are a lot of classes you can be. It's one of the things that sets it apart. So I can be a necromancer. I can be an archer. I can be a blade master. I can be all these things, berserker, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, you pick that class and then you start going to these randomly generated spaces you fight a bunch of creatures, you get a bunch of random loot, you upgrade your dude's stuff, and you level up. Then you fight a boss, move on to the next level, go back to town, sell your shite, do your quests. Like everything you think it is, if this sounds like I'm describing an action RPG, that's, that's, what, that's what it is. Um, it oh, yeah. is, okay, you remember, what's the, um, the Super Meat Boy guys made that game? Binding of Isaac. Oh yeah, Binding of Isaac. You know how Binding, Binding of Isaac is, is, is four-way shooting? It's up, no. down, left, and right. You can't, there's no eight-way, you know, true analog stick or otherwise directional shooting. It's just you shoot sideways or you shoot up or down. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. It, and so this, and Hero this game Siege, does. Yeah. This Hero Siege is right now 89 cents on Steam right now. Are you kidding what? me? That's a 89 freaking cents. That's ridiculous. You should pay for, you should pay that and get it. Is it on sale? It must be. Uh, I think it is on sale. It's eighty five percent off. Usually it's five ninety nine. Uh, it's it's a roguelike. Am I reading that? Oh, it's right? very it? much a roguelike. Yeah, very but which cool. you know, Diablo, yeah, Diablo is, kind of, is yeah. a roguelike as well. But it, it's uh, it's great. It's got dungeons. It's got this overworld. It's got uh, weird puzzles to solve in some places, which surprised me a little bit. Um, but it's mainly just that grind of your numbers are going up, and I'm killing a lot of stuff, and those things are dropping. A better helmet than I had before, and that's good. And I'll keep doing it until I get a better one. You know, like it's all of those things uh in this this cute little eight bit looking yeah, more sixteen bit looking package. Right. And uh the mobile versions I haven't tried. Oh, they still updated. That's the other thing, is they're always putting new content out. They have seasons. So they yeah, have new content per season, that sort of thing. And this is brought to us by Panic Art Studios, and it was developed uh, by a bro uh, some brothers, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Eli Elias? Is that I, right? I don't know. Probably. And Juicy. Juicy is his name. J-U-S-S-I. Juicy. Yep. Give it up for Juicy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just a fun thing, obviously made by fans of the genre. It, it feels very, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Like, they just know what the what the, what the the loop should be, what the gameplay should be. And right. it's great. Now, you're saying to me yourself, there's probably better stuff that's come out since then, Scott, that's not 2015 and whatever. I don't know. I mean, has there? Because if there has, I haven't found a lot of it. 
you know i don't really like path of exile for a bunch of reasons i've gone into before i could probably get into it again mm-hmm. but i don't want to um want and this is a, a a game that they keep up like i said they update it all the time they're constantly doing new things with it and that impresses me this much uh, this deep into the game plus it's only five bucks normally or six bucks normally and on sale yeah. right now like what a dumb but- what a dumb low price go pay it and get it Totally, totally. If uh, if you're wanting to just give it a spin, do it on Steam because they got uh, is uh, let's say they got the Hero Siege Pocket Edition, and that's nine bucks. I guess that's where they make their real money. But that probably a better platform for it. What do you think? I don't know. I feel I like it better with a with a controller. So and I assume you could probably MiFi controller this on a on a mobile platform. But right, I've played it with mouse and keyboard. Don't like it as much as I do with a controller and. I haven't tried the mobile version, so I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it's okay. Wait, now, I, I was seeing some. I was seeing some uh, smack talk coming from uh, Win the Fox in the chat room earlier. He says, "He says Scott's naming all the bland classes. What about the redneck?" Yeah, there's a bunch of wacky ones, and I for, I forget. I always forget the name of them all. Here, I'll tell you right now. Hero, here, here, row. Oh my gosh. He. Hero, hero siege. With siege. It. Is that an E O or O E? What is it? It's uh, what for hero. E-R- it's H-E-R-O. What are you talking about? I actually, one time I bought a domain name when I was in my uh, domain yeah. name buying phase, and I spelt hero wrong. Oh, right <laughs> whoops. Thing. I'm, like, I'm like, oh. Oh, here we go. Okay, so here's a bunch of them. Viking, Pyromancer, Marksman, Nomad, Redneck, Pirate, uh, Necromancer. I played him. He's great. Uh, Samurai, great. Paladin, Excellent. Amazon. You just give people two-day shipping with that character. It's weird. Right. Uh, Demon Spawn, Demon Slayer. Uh, don't let those two guys in the same room at the same time. Uh, Shaman, White Mage, racist, it's racist. Uh, Marauder, and more. So they have a lot of them. Did, did I did I assume uh, when the foxes uh, gender? Because I, I see some she's going through there. Is it that, is a did she. I miss that? Yes, she. Yeah, yeah. Did I say otherwise? I don't know. Maybe I did. I was, don't know. Was it? Maybe oh, it wasn't me, was it? Apologies. Oh, I do this. I'm I do this. Sorry, Brian. I do this all the time. I'm the worst. No, you're you're not the worst. <laughs> I have a close friend. Uh, I have a close trans friend who I cannot stop saying "dude" to. Now I say "dude", dude to what's my wrong with "dude"? dude I say "I know, I know," but it makes them feel uncomfortable. I say "dude" to my wife. I say "dude" to my daughter sometimes. And I'm like "dude, come here," whatever. So right. it's something I'm just used to doing, and so I don't mean anything by it. But if you're not used to it, I totally get that it would be annoying. So I get it. Anyway, right. those are your classes. That game's great. Y'all should play that game. It's rad. It's called Hero Siege, and it's available on both mobile platforms, iOS and Android, as well as Steam, and probably consoles. I don't know. Didn't check. Probably consoles, probably. But it's old, so you may not want to play it because it's old. All right, Brian, tell me about Bomber Crew. Bomber Crew. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm playing some Bomber Crew. Uh-huh. I saw this in the uh, in the Game Pass. I'm, I'm cruising through my hundred of... 100 games list worth of Game Pass games on the Xbox uh, One, and I saw Bomber Crew. And, and at first, I was kind of hesitant because I wanted to play something that was kind of indie, mm. uh, but I did not... I, I, I'm kind of like wore out on the on the Lego-looking kind of games. Uh, I, I just... Uh, I like Lego-looking games, like little chibi guys, little, little characters that are kind of like, you know, miniaturized. Mm-hmm. But I've played a lot of them lately. And so, but I did see this bomber crew and it looked good. And I was like, eh, it sounds interesting. So it's a flight sim. 
uh, and you play these characters that are little chibi characters, little small characters that uh, are crew, uh, bomber crew for World War II, uh, and you get to dress them up. What? And train them. What? Dressing up is not the part. Is not that's not the fun part. The fun part Whatever. is. Whatever. I know micro- about you and your dolls and stuff. You don't have to. You don't have to deny. Get it. It's it. fine. That's right. Get over it. But it's you've played like uh, games like FTL, right? Where you got to like oh, micromanage I everything. Love FTL. So this is, yeah, yeah. It's a strategic simulation game. So you gotta uh, you gotta pick the crew, which you you get to enlist. You get to pick. I think you have like a crew of is it, is it like eight? Mm. I think it's eight. And so you gotta you gotta get a uh, you gotta get a pilot. You gotta get a couple of gunners. You gotta get a bomber. You gotta get a radio control person. You gotta no, he's not like remote control. You gotta get a uh, you gotta get one of those mechanic guys. And you got to have somebody to map everything out. Yeah. So you'll know where you're going on your missions. Right. Uh, so, right. So, I like I said, I was worried this was going to be too cutesy. It actually is very tragic. It's a very tragic game oh. because you 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 get to meet all these characters, and they, each one of them has you know has their little name, and they got their little information about you know what they like and and that kind of thing, and what they're skilled at. And uh, you go through and you, you make your crew the best you can. And then you send them off to, to war. And then when they die, they permadeath, right? Mm, they're not yeah. coming back. Right, they're done. So, uh, you got to get more of done. them or whatever. Yeah, yeah so you, there's, plenty, there's plenty more to enlist. But you get kind of attached because you're upgrading a, you're upgrading a dude and uh, you get him to where you want him to be. And, uh, and, and then they die. My worst experience uh was i was i was playing and uh there's a lot going on because you have to uh you have to zoom into the ship mm-hmm. into the airplane mm-hmm. and uh and kind of manage your guys in there and then you have to pull back out uh and and look around and you have to mark uh enemy jets or places you're gonna bomb uh see or enemy planes uh and you have to you have several things you have to do outside you have to look at your you know you look at your plane from outside see what's going on there make sure it's not totally damaged then you had to pop back in and check the health of your crew so i was doing that and i was all managing everything and i thought i was doing really good uh, i was blowing up all the fighter uh you know the, the bad guy fighters and i was blowing everybody really good and i noticed that one of my people went down yeah. i thought it was my i thought it was my map guy i'm like no big deal i'll get to him in a minute you have two minutes to save him i'm like cool cool no problem and uh and all of a sudden Bloom! The whole plane blows up and everybody's dead. I'm like, what just happened? Whoa! And so, so I I rewound it just a little bit. It it wasn't it wasn't my um it wasn't my map guy at all. It was the pilot. The pilot was down. And if if the pilot's down, you can have somebody else get in his in his position and he can still fly the plane. But you just, gotta, you just have to it. do it before the before you crash. Like right before you crash, I didn't realize it. I was I was so busy, yeah. <laughs> you know, focused in on everybody. I didn't realize my altitude was dropping. I was just like a big old rock. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's, but that was devastating because I lost all eight of my crew members. Usually, I'd only lose like maybe one uh, every once in a while, but that's, I had to turn it off. I'm like, nah, can't do it. Can't do it. I miss those guys too much. Too much. Yeah. It looks all. It looks all right. It looks like a little. Tower defense would you say that's a fair? No, it's not new. It's nothing like tower defense. Oh, this good. Is bomber crew. Because you know I yeah, don't like is... my tower defense. No, this is uh, by developer Runner Duck. And uh, Runner Duck. Go, go, go. And uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know why they did it. Anyway, yeah, either. so it's, it's, by, it's, a, it's, it's a smaller studio. Mm. Uh, but uh, Runner Duck is, is it's, it's just made this great game that I, I think you should play it. I mean, okay. I am literally, I, I think, 
I don't always try to push you to play a game, but I think if you played this, I think you would really enjoy it. Okay. I think you'd really like it. All right. I, uh, it's okay. it's on Steam for like 15 bucks or something, I believe. They got season passes and they got, you know, uh, they got DLC packs where you can get uh, different <laughs> weapons and you can get different characters and skin packs and that kind of stuff. But uh, just the basic game itself is, is a lot of fun. It's probably even on... Uh, let me see if it's on the PS4. Fourteen ninety nine on Steam. By the way, Sidian says that's not the sound a duck makes. I know. Yeah, I know. But, what was know. it you did before? Is it? You're like the, that episode of uh, Rested Development when they're all trying right, to make yeah, chicken sounds. Right. 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 Doing the chickens. That's pretty yeah. awesome. I love it. I did. I, I I was. I I kind of backed out last second. I'm like, do I do a good duck impression? I'm like, I don't think I do. <laughs> So I chickened out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get it today. Again, that game is called Bomber Crew, currently on the Xbox Bomber Game Crew. Pass and also on Steam for $14.99. It's, it's on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, they've got it on Linux, Mac, and PlayStation. So it's, it's everywhere. I'd be interested to see how it control on the Switch because uh, it does get... The, the controller setup is, is a little confusing to my mind. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I can adjust it. Um, but there was often a lot of times where I would where I would think I was clicking to zoom in and I was actually doing something else. I forgot, but, uh, by the way, um, since you mentioned the Switch, I haven't played it a ton yet because I beat it so hardcore and um, or I played it so much on Steam that I didn't think I was going to do this. But I picked up uh, Farm Together on the Switch. Ooh. Yeah, that's a little that's weird. Nice. Isn't it? That's a little weird that I did that. Um, right that's not weird that's that's good that's that's nothing wrong with that i mean a, is that how many i mean how many copies does that make that's that just two so i've got just the truth? i just yeah i just wanted to have like it seems like the per the perfect kind of portable game like i just want to go and i want to farm yeah. stuff and i want to plant cabbage <laughs> and i want to pull things <laughs> off trees and i want to grow my farm and, and raise pigs and guess what this game is really good at letting you do those eight things i just mentioned it does it. um yeah so i just wanted to show or uh, point that out i want to say that, that yeah. also i want to say that runner duck is just a few people as well i think it's a really small uh indie crew that made this game it looks like one it's not not passion. a bad way but uh yeah no no all right well let me tell you about a game that is not small it is in fact large and i don't normally do this on the show but i'm going to talk about division two oh. uh, brian and i usually focus on you know kind of smaller efforts or whatever but uh, there's two reasons why. One is I only played Hero Siege in Division 2 this last week with a little bit of WoW thrown in. I had no time for anything mm -hmm. else. Um, but the Division 2 is uh, probably already known to most of you. Uh, it's a looter shooter. That's the new term. I keep hearing. not sure how I feel about that. But it is a follow-up to the Division 1, which took place in New York City. This game takes place in Washington, D.C., uh, the virus that uh, wiped out a ton of people made its way here, and as a result, uh, a bunch of people died, but also those who survived are either uh, just trying to make do or they're terrible people. And mm. the terrible people are trying to take power and kind of oppress everybody else and hoard all the goods and blah, blah, blah. And you are part of, once again, The Division, which is a super secret organization that was set up just for a case like this. And when all hell broke loose, you were all activated and uh, you're here to stop the bad guys. Uh, in effect, though, it basically is Destiny, but with like modern weaponry and more of a modern day post-apocalyptic, but, you know, current day sort of take on things. 
Um, whereas, you know, Destiny is very alien and very outer space and lots of, you know, lizard creatures and that sort of thing. Um, I played one quite a bit and I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like one got lots better over time. And, uh, like the current state of the first game, which is still a game you can play is in really, really good shape. Uh, and I thought, man, this is probably, this probably bodes well for the sequel because, They've learned a lot. They're going to include a lot of these changes in this new game. Like, it's going to just feel like a better game. And I'm happy to report, I think that's true. In hmm. fact, I think it's, of all these looter shooters, currently available anyway. I mean, who knows? Borderlands 3 is expected to be announced. Maybe it packs. Um, if not, E3 for sure. But uh, it's a popular genre. But of all of them, I think this is probably more my jam than the rest of them. Hmm. And I've got most of them. Um, Anthem was a huge letdown, but that was that was that's supposed to be one of those, you know, one of those did, games. Did you purchase Anthem? Because I've 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 been like I've been holding my finger on the buy button. I'm just like I'm not 100 percent sure. And everybody keeps saying stuff like, "Oh, you should get Division Two and and some other games that are maybe preferred." Well, if you're gonna spend money, I'd get the Division over Anthem any day of the week. Like, right? That's the no brainer to me. Anthem, I so here's what I did with Anthem. I played it because I did their. So I, I guess technically Anthem cost me 15 bucks because I did their monthly oh. subscription thing for Origin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Origin gives you all their games plus a bunch of third party Origin games for it's a it's a subscription game service. So it's like your Game Pass. You 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 pay for it and you just get all those games. And so Anthem, I played for. I guess I just did the 30 days. And it was, and I was prepared to keep going. I would have just kept doing that subscription because I like a lot of other stuff on the store. But uh, that game really bummed me out. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, it may turn into something great one day, and I'm stoked if it does, and I'll come back if it is. That's I've thing. heard people still. I, I heard people still have great faith that uh, that they'll turn this around before it's over. To to wait is what I've been hearing a lot. Well, of. they totally could. And and I yeah. and I'm and I'm not one to poo-poo that. And I say good for them if they can. If they can figure it out, I will come back and play. No question. Right now, that game's in a world of hurt. And this game, on the other hand, launched for me anyway, bug-free, no server connection issues, no problems with any of that sort of stuff. The only complaint I have with the Division Two, uh, which is like a lot of running and gunning, a lot of cover shooting, a lot of upgraded weapons, very Diablo with the loot, that sort of thing. Again, uh, looter shooters is what these are, this genre, this subgenre. It's a PvE experience, although there is some PvP in the Dark Zone. But for the most part, you're playing against the world and you're leveling to 30 and then there'll be end game. It's, again, like Destiny that way. Uh, however... The you most of these games you can get by playing single player and do okay uh, solo play. Not this one. I mean, some of it is all the street level stuff, no problem. But some of the missions, even early on, get your ass handed to you in a package. <laughs> like it's really hard solo. Jump into a group of randos or friends, preferably friends. But if you have to do randos, that's fine. And suddenly you're winning, and it's great. So. My only complaint is I wish it was just a little more solo friendly because I kind of prefer that mode when I'm leveling. Mm. Uh, it's just my style, and I'd rather do that. Um, but I also understand they want people to play together. So most of the time, there's a good balance in games like this. This one, I think, struggles a little bit. A better example, or an example where I feel like solo play works really well along with co op is their other game, uh, 
Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is similar, except it's a campaign experience that's not like a it's not like a MMO light like this is. It's more of a open world game that you can play with four of your friends. But I prefer that game solo. I wish this was a little more solo-ish, at least until end game, and then I'll play with friends. But just the leveling experience and story and stuff, I'm just kind of, I don't know, i just rather go in there on my own when I have time to play. You know what I mean? Right. I'm the same so, way. You know me, man. It's a really like cool to- game, though. The squads go up to four, Sidian's asking. Oh, someone already answered it for him. Uh, it's good. It's a good, it's good. good game. I'm impressed. Well done, uh, Ubisoft. You guys, you guys iterated on an already pretty okay game, and you made it a much better one. And it's, it's really cool. Um, and it's very, yeah. it's got all the Tom Clancy isms you're used to, and you know, it's it's all the stuff Ubisoft does with that license, and they do they do a really good job here. So, thumbs up from yeah, me. I'm gonna keep going with it. I'm still very Ooh. early, but it's it's good. Yeah. yeah, Ubisoft's been trying to get me back to spin my points. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, when's the last time I've used the Ubisoft? Maybe I will. Maybe I'm going to spin those points, son. You got to get in there and chuck them yeah. down, throw them down. Mm, must has. Josh Ball 27, uh, 217 says, I can't stop playing. Nothing has hooked me like this for a long time. That's kind of how a lot of people are feeling about it. Anyway, uh, Far Cry New Dawn is also good. There's a bunch of <gasps> Ubisoft's good, they make good games. I- I did pick up New Dawn, and I wasn't going to talk about it on here. I haven't played it yet, but I picked it up for twenty bucks because uh, I got Xbox Live Gold, mm. and so I, I picked it up for twenty bucks. I'm going to try to play a little this week. Don't know. I'll talk about it here. I'll probably definitely play some on the on the Twitches. You know who raves Twitch. about that game is um... uh, Nicole. Yeah, she's beat, yeah. I listened she, to the episode with 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 her and uh, Kim and everybody. So yeah, she bur- she burned that <clears throat> game to the ground in terms of playing. She loves those. She loves, she loves Far Cry series though. Let's dive over into PlayStation Classics, Metal Gear Solid, and more. Tell, tell me what you've that's, been playing. That's right. So in addition to my 664, I've have a little bit of a, a mini crisis. Oh. Ooh, no, I haven't. I've I actually picked up the uh, PlayStation Classic, the little mini console that PlayStation is doing, Sony. Uh, it, it received a very lukewarm to angry response when it first came out, but now it's around 30 or 40 bucks, which is what? It should have been to begin with, probably. Uh, there's not many games in here, like 20 games, but one of the games that really shines that still is a fun game. I don't know if you ever played it back in the day, but Metal Gear Solid. Are you uh, kidding? Is, is, I, it's I, still I, a solid game. I ate, slept, and breathed that game forever. It's yeah. one of my favorite games. Just, I just want to hear Otacon so go, Snake, when I die. He's the best. So good. Yeah. I, I forgot how stealthy it was, though. I kept thinking it wasn't as stealthy as this, but it, it is pure just how oh, much yeah. stealthy you want. I want all the stealth. Give it to me. It was their stealth. I mean, it was their attempt to make a stealth game, and they right, right. they added a lot of other content, but you're right. Way more stealthy than the newer ones. Yeah. Different kind uh, of genre, But one thing, that, one thing that surprised me is I don't remember how bad... I don't remember how bad of a... How uh, just Solid Snake. Just the, just the guy, he was just the worst... He was just the worst talking back to home base because, you know, you constantly have somebody in your ear uh, to, to help you along where you're going and stuff. And so there's like there's a couple of lady characters uh, that he's always talking to. And every time he's always got to crack wise about, mm-hmm. you know, the the sexual innuendos. Oh, yeah. And, no, he's, uh, it, was he was just, a, it was surprising. Kind of a uh, he's a little bit of a dick. 
He's but, a little bit of player. He's yeah. a player, right? Yeah, kind of a yeah. solid snake, man. He's like, I guess, what's that? Well, I'm a solid snake, baby. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but uh, we just send you some picks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh All right. yeah, no, I know what you mean. Right, right, right. It. But uh, I, I was, I actually enjoyed it because I was worried about the PlayStation uh, Classic here because you know, in the other other mini games, it's mostly you know, it's eight bit kind of. Uh, rendering so it eight bit still looks like eight bit today, but you know these this little era we've called the teenage years of the you know gaming consoles. Yeah. Things are kind of dithered and you know jaggy and not very anti aliased. Mm-hmm. It's uh, bad. So I lo- look. I played them and I loved. I loved my PlayStation and I played the crap out of it. And games like this were top on my list and all that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, and I sure try to be. It looked like butt, and it still it does. looked like butt. And nobody tries but, to recreate. I mean, once in a while, you see somebody do something creative on some indie game, but most right. of the time, nobody's trying to recreate that PlayStation One right. look because it looks it looked bad then. It was just the best we could do, and it looks bad now. So why would you? But eight eight bit, sixteen bit, pixelated stuff still works because there's like an artistry to that. It's uh, it's different. Yeah. It's just different. This stuff was it's just blocky. like jaggy, crappy, squiggly, horrendous remember, polygon problems. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Alboy? Yeah, I remember. I loved Alboy. You recommended yeah, Alboy. That yeah, game's great. I actually thought that was that was a good mix. It wasn't. It it was still that kind of that little you know sprites and little point kind of characters you know looking things, but it 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 worked. They managed to cool. to make it look really good. Yeah, that game's good. But but, but yeah. I'm a, I'm a you know I don't know why the aesthetic doesn't carry over and maybe there'll be some nostalgic point in our future where we all right. go ah the heyday of jiggly wobbly crappy polygons <laughs> and terrible frame rates I can't wait you know like I'm sure right. that somebody somewhere thinks that's going to be a thing because because yeah. uh, those PlayStation kids will get just old enough where. They can bring out the nostalgia, but man, it's not now, dude. It, it it was a little too early. It was a little too early for this PlayStation Classic, I think. Yeah. I think we were still, yeah, everybody wants to get on the train, and uh, PlayStation's a little fast on this one, I think. They should have slowed their roll and figured out figured out the best games. I don't. I, I tried to think about all the best games that were uh, on the PlayStation. This is and, one of them. This is one of them you're talking about. Yeah, this about. is one of them, absolutely. But I, I don't know. There was just plenty that I loved that I felt like we're just missing. But maybe it was just a little more fractured at that time. Because I mean, I love playing like Croc. But I mean, did everybody have Croc? I well, had those Croc. who bought the yeah. So I mean, I don't know. That's did you have Did know. you have Battle Arena Toshinden one or two? Of course, I won. I had both, and uh, I thought they were really cool at the time. I look at them now, and I think they are. Um hobo butt crack they're terrible <laughs> so so it's just a matter like there are certain games from the era we've talked about on the show before i really like jump and flash which is that weird yeah, rabbit yeah. game <clears throat> i still think that's a super interesting unique game last week i talked about the playstation one version of uh micro machines oh yeah I'm a huge fan yeah. of that love that so you'll get no complaint from me about some of my experiences on there but there's just no way anyone can look at that aesthetic and go, oh, yeah, yeah baby, the yeah, those, heyday. Yeah, those it's, those early 32-bit games were just, they were trying. They were trying, it was like sure, z- your, It was like teenage years, like you said, and they're just yeah. covered in zits, and they can't get a date, <laughs> and they just are so awkward going, hey, everybody, I'm a video game. Like, they just hadn't matured. PS2 right. comes out, GameCube comes out, 
everything kind of goes, ah. I, you know, I play, I will say I played just a minute or two of Ridge Racer type four. Uh, that was, that was okay. I was kind of surprised that I had any enjoyment in that all. Cause if you ever go back and play like pole position, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's like the worst game ever. It is not fun (laughs) at all. There is nothing fun about pole position. My sister loved my sister, Misha. Oh, back in the day, I loved it. She loved it so much, but it was never a good racing game. It's not good. It's just. (laughs) that just sucks it's not good it was terrible and uh it and once you realize oh the car is always in the center of the screen actually what we're doing is just moving the background back and forth and once you realize that you kind of get like but uh what was the other tekken i think was on there i i I peeked at it for a minute and it still is weird as ever but i i had a little bit of the original tekken oh tekken's awesome dude right i used to play that in the arcade like crazy I think Tekken one and two are on this collection, aren't they? Tekken uh, Tekken three is, I think, is the one that was on here. Or the big complaint was that it um, Tekken. No, what was the deal? Oh, that it, maybe one of the Tekkens uses the PAL format, right? And so it's it's just like yeah. really unresponsive and crappy and fifty fifty weird fifty frame hybrid frame rate or something. I can't remember what the deal right. was, but it was some freaky thing. Um, chat room says. Wasn't pole position the first 3D racing game? Oh no, sir! Go look up pole position. There's nothing 3D about that shit. <laughs> right. I, I mean, guess you, you know. technically could say that they they tried to fool you into thinking it was 3D, but yeah, it was it was whew, pole position. Whew. Yeah, rough, whew. rough business whew. is what that is. All right, you also wanted to make a comment about Karatika, I guess. Oh yeah, Karatika. So I used to love this game on the Apple II, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, I had several friends who had it. I didn't have an Apple II. I had a Commodore. We talked about that. And they, but one of the game that I always love playing because both my friends had it. It was a very simple uh, little story about you know a karate man climbing up a cliff and getting on the cliff and going to save his love mm. away from the man with the bird on his shoulder. Oh yeah, and, he was uh, the bad guy. That's right. But I, the thing I loved about the game was just the the pacing and the timing of the character movement. Mm was just so it was just so different than anything else i'd play because a lot of games were like you know uh you move block to block to block this was more like it the, the animation was just it was just so interesting the legs were really skinny and they just it just moved in this really unique way and uh and you had to always crouch down into your fighting position uh or or you would get killed right away so if you like ran up into a, a to a battle if you didn't slow down in time you would just get smacked right in the face and die. Yeah. Made by uh, so, one guy too, by the way. Jordan Mechner yeah. was the guy. Yeah, one guy. And it was just it was just this amazing game. Just visually looks so good. But they've got uh Karateka Classic on the iOS. I think I paid like nine nine cents for it. And mm-hmm. uh it was it, it it satisfied uh my uh my itch for that. It's a little bit weird because the the way the controls overlay, mm-hmm. I wish I had like a, a controller. Yeah, like a flat, like a like an NES NES D pad right. or something. That'd be good. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I I really am enjoying that game. I'm gonna play it some more. What was the deal with the guy with the bird on his shoulder? Did we ever get any kind of closure with that dude, or what was how that all? I've go? never made it. I never made it that far, so I don't know. I'm hoping I can make it that far now because, like I said, it was always uh just at a friend's house, mm. so I never had time. And I know I know I had to annoy my friends because I'd come over and be like, "Oh, how's it going? Oh, yeah, it's doing good. Yeah, can is it time to play the Karateka now?" Well, it was hugely, hugely influential because 
fighting games kind of came out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there weren't a lot of fi- I don't as far as I know, there was no Street Fighter yet. There was no certainly no more no. combat. Like there was none of those like competitive fighters, no. So this was like this early taste of that and I got to give that some credit, I guess. All right, we like to play a game on the uh, show uh where we uh, make each other guess sounds from previous older video games. And uh I got one right here for you. I want you to guess my game, Brian. Uh, do it. See if you can do it, and then I'll play yours, although I didn't download yours, but I'm sure it's fine. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Here it comes. Wait, where is it? Okay, guess this Pac-Man. game. Pac-Man. Guess this game. Oh, we have to play the intro. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> All right. That <laughs> terrible thing. All right, check the sound out. See if you can guess it. Oh, sorry. That was loud. That is instantly familiar, though. What is that? Cheryl? Is that Cheryl? Where are you going? Hey, wait! Stop! Okay, it sounds like Resident Evil, but you would be incorrect. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Resident Evil. Yeah, you would uh, be incorrect. Now, think of a competing game around that time that was trying to say, hey, we also do survival horror in here. It's cool, too. Phantasmagoria? Incorrect. Not really, not really a direct, but here, let me play this as the proper thing. That is incorrect. The actual answer is Silent oh. Hill from the PlayStation oh, 1. Oh, yes, Silent Hill, the thing that you can't play. No, I gave up about halfway through. It made a weird sound. It freaked me out. I turned all the lights on, threw the disc away, and went to bed. <laughs> Scared me and there so laid, bad. There it laid next to the, the copy of the videotape of Seven out in the snow. <laughs> That's right. This is all roughly the same era. That's funny you say that. But like the the speaking of PS1 games that had an impact on me, that one absolutely did. And it's I still think about it sometimes when I think about scary games. It really got me. Now I look at it now, like graphically now, you're just like, oh my gosh, why was I ever even nervous about this? Um, it's ugly, ugly fugly game, but it uh I still think it has something going on and underneath there. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if Konami, which they don't do this anymore, they barely make video games, but I wish Konami would do like uh, Capcom recently and like redo one of these games in a modern engine. Oh man! Right, Resident Evil. Great. Well, I guess they were. PT was going to be that. That was like a demo <gasps> for the upcoming, um, yeah. uh, upcoming uh, Silent Hill reboot, right? And yeah. that never happened. And that was good too. Yeah, it was, was good, so but good. and that's that. that inspired oh, all kinds of cool stuff like that. RE Seven game, Resident Evil Seven. Guarantee mm. you, that was a reaction to PT. I played mm-hmm. now a number of horror games that I swear were just like PT homages. Like that's right. how powerful that demo was. Konami's yeah. stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. You're so stupid. Make a new Metal Gear Solid 2 while you're at it. Yeah. I don't get enough. I would play. Look, chat room saying, Scott. I'd look, if somebody Brian, you might have to help me because you're my you're my lord on this stuff. I don't know how to do like uh PlayStation emulation or mm-hmm. any of that. I'd love to stream some old piece of shit from the PS1 right. era. And I don't know Dude. how to do it. I even own some PS1 games that I can't... I don't know what to do with them. I don't have, right, I don't right. have a machine anymore, so I can't stream them that way. So you and I should talk at some point about how I got to do that. 
I've got I've got ways now. Of course, if it's if it's on the PlayStation Classic, I mean that's super easy to stream that. But yeah, if there's some uh, emulation that we need to do, we, we totally can do that. Yeah, I'm not. Bu- I bought all these games I'm talking about, so I would not feel bad right. at all about. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of those games out in the wild. These were just regular uh, CD formatted games, and you could easily back them up, mm-hmm. uh, not a problem, and and get those ROMs. So you could definitely purchase it on eBay. Uh, not Sony's favorite. Method. thing for you to do but you know yeah they don't love that method but i don't care what they love i own those games i'll do it i, have I don't do. feel bad about it not there no not like that no all right brian i'm gonna play yours let's see if i can figure it out here goes okay the bup 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 sounds a lot like space invaders but hold on right right you're you're close you're close Must have been thinking the same thing. You know what I need? Some uh, competition to good games. Is this go- <laughs> this isn't Gorf? Is it? No, no, that's a good guess too. All right, hold on. Love me some Gorf. They 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 also make little cars. This company does. Well, they make little cars. Yeah, they make little, they make lots of toys. I crossed over to the video game uh, industry there for a while. Hold on a second, Coleco something. Uh, no, is it a Clico game? Is that what it is? Maybe no. Close though. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Hold on, let me turn this originally came out in 1981. 81. 81. How about I tell you it came out on the Intellivision? Oh, that's where it debuted. It wasn't a, re- a conversion from an arcade thing or something. No. I this have was no their idea. version. What's this called? It's a uh, Space Armada. <sighs> Space Armada. I know that game. My friend had it. Yeah. Oh, Space man. Armada. Was that a? We hold on. That's a. Are you sure that was a? That was in television. Yeah, in television. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it was a Space, Space Invaders ripoff, basically. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We've been talking about it on Twitter, and so I was in. I was like, oh, let me see if. Uh, let me see if anybody recognizes the sound from that because yeah. it is visually is a no brainer. You can definitely spot it. Yeah. This is. Oh, yeah, this is Space Invaders as hell. I mean, the big difference was the little dudes were a lot more animated. Right. I remember this now. Oh, in television, that controller was a piece of shit. It was a piece of poopy poop. It was poopy McScoopy. All right. Well, there you go. Old school, Brian. Nice find. Yeah, that one's great. Nice one. Uh, Well done. There'll be a little something extra in your chicken. I don't, know that, I don't know what any of that means. Grizzly. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to this part of the show. Time for us to dive into a tiny bit of news. I mean, there was some other stuff that happened this week, but the one I jumped out at me was that you can now get Morrowind for free, free? Uh, but you can only get it today. Uh, so this is the 25th anniversary of the Elder Scrolls franchise uh, Bethesda game Morrowind. They'll give you the PC version of the Elder Scrolls 3 for free. It's only valid today, the 25th, that's today, and requires a login at Bethesda.net. Simply redeem uh, using their code, and it's TES25-Morrowind. Um, but uh, the best place, I found this on a whole bunch of gaming blogs, so you can find all this stuff today. It's not this hard. Just in, this just in is uh, 4.21 p.m. Eastern time. Many users are experiencing logging issues for their Bethesda account. But don't worry, update. Bethesda says due to increased demand and technical difficulties, Bethesda will now offer their promotion through Sunday, March 31st. Oh, good. Well, then they're taking care of people, I suppose. Oh, they, you know what else they announced today? They said 
they're going to be re- releasing. You remember how? Okay, so so Fallout seventy six was uh, the big deal was ooh, it's not coming to Steam. It's going straight to the Bethesda launcher. Ooh, right. I don't right. think they, even though that game didn't get well received either either way, they would have sold a lot more copies had they yeah. put it on Steam or both places. Yeah. Right? They just would have. So that's I think that's just Bethesda in the marketplace. They there are others who maybe can do different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blizzard and there are people who can do that. Um, even Ubisoft going direct with um, Epic Store for their version of uh, Division Two or direct from mm-hmm. them. I got it direct from the UPlay Store, but anyway, they can get away with that stuff. But I don't think Bethesda can, and so I think their sales on that thing it's definitely weren't helped by the fact that it reviewed poorly, but. Also, if you'd have put it on Steam, you would have sold a lot more copies just in general. And it didn't happen. So today they made this huge announcement like it was a big deal. We're all upcoming games coming to Steam and our store. Uh, Not Dust. uh, What's it called? Rage 2. Rage. The new Doom game. Uh, uh, Hell Eternal or whatever it's called. I forgot. Uh, And then uh, all their new stuff on Steam. And then he goes, and then the thing says... And soldier, or, or sorry, soldier seventy six, and <laughs> he says, and uh, Fallout seventy six coming to the Steam store. I'm like, well, I guess you learned your lesson, didn't you? Go where the market well, is. Yeah, but that's not, but that's not afraid to try stuff, man. They, yeah, but that's, they, a, that's a dangerous thing, especially if your game's that yeah. half baked. Because seventy six was, by all accounts, except for one person I know, a bummer. <laughs> right, right, and maybe it's getting better, and I, apparently they're standing behind it, but. I don't know. Fastidious in the chat says Beth- Bethesda blinks. That's actually a pretty good title. <laughs> I'm going to put this in here. Hold on. Bethesda blinks. That's that's a good title. Although you yeah. guys can submit titles if you want at uh, uh, where's our title thing? Frogpants.showbot.tv if you want. Uh, but Come I on. like that Bethesda blinks a lot. Anyway, point is, what's the point? That's news. There's your news. More, the more the news is Bethesda may have learned something, but doubtful. They just do Bethesda. I never hold ill will towards Bethesda for some reason. I, I just don't like, either. you know, eh. Those guys are great. They're doing their thing. I like them. There ain't nothing wrong with those yeah. guys. Okay, Brian, we're going to now do a quick email. This is so quick, it's ridiculous. It came from Sam. Not Sam, hey, Sam. Jane. She's in the chat room, not her. Somebody else. Oh, Samantha in there? Yeah, she is. She's right all, all up in there. Hey, Samantha. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, sorry, not she. Uh, <laughs> this person named Sam. Well, it could be a man, could be a boy. I don't know. Or it could be a girl, could be a boy. Could be a man, could be a woman. Could be somebody's dog. I don't know. Oh. Um, oh, oh. Uh, they wrote in and said, so what's Boop's take on Google Stadia? And it reminded me, oh, yeah, right. We didn't have a show last Monday, so we couldn't talk about this. Uh, my daughter was there for the announcement. Uh, at GDC, so I got a little even additional uh, feedback from her, like what they were all saying there at the show and stuff. Uh, basically, it's this. They they are investing heavily in the future of stream gaming as a service. And based on the playtest I did of Elder, or uh, um, all these names are just ruining me today. Assassin's Creed Odyssey last year, or not, wasn't even last year, or was it? Whatever, whatever that, that Chrome test was. Do you remember that when they did that? Yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't it last year? It might have been. Feels like last year. Uh, October or November, maybe. Anyway, it's based on this technology, and I was blown away by it. It worked seamlessly over Wi-Fi on a crappy notebook, and I was getting as good of visuals as I do, and response time as I do on the PC, the the real ones installed on. So, 
That boggled my mind at the time, but then I kind of forgot about it because I don't know what Google's doing. They're just dinking around with Chrome. Well, it turns out this is it. This is what they've been dinking around with. And uh, yeah. it seems like they are positioning themselves as a platform for the next generation. Just like you would normally in a cycle like this have a new PlayStation or a new Xbox or a new Nintendo box, whatever. A box is your platform. They're betting that the platform is no longer going to be a box. The, the platform is going to be a server farm full of blades right. that are computationally doing everything you need to get quality gaming into your house if you have a 30 megabyte per second connection or better. Right. Uh, but the, the nice part about all of this is they are talking 60 frames per second, UHD right. or UHD? Yeah, UHD, uh, UHD. 4K. Excuse me, 4K for that speed. So if you're doing 30 at least, you'll get that that kind of quality. If you're doing less than that, you might end up getting bumped to 1080. I don't know, but that's still really good. Uh, anyway, that's the basics of it. I actually think there's a, a real argument to be made that this is the future. I think Microsoft's yeah. E3 presence is going to be all about this and their version, which we already know about, called xCloud, and they're going to push it just as hard or harder than Google did. And I think it's, honestly, there are only two or three companies in this world who have the back end and infrastructure to do this. Google, Microsoft, and funny enough, Amazon. Sony doesn't really have an answer for this. So if it's going to be interesting. Yeah, if Sony wants to do something in this space uh, and still maintain their you know, what they're known for, which is really high quality exclusives. The way I would do it is I would partner with Amazon so that you oh, yeah. have the back end and you create a mother trucking monster company. Has, so there's a little there. bit of history going on here. So yeah, the, we've, we've seen this, we've seen this, uh, this jam before they, we've been trying to do this since a little thing called, I believe it's called on live. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been doing this for years trying to make because Everybody knew, knows it's the future, but when's the time? Yeah. When's the time? And I think, Everybody's thing seems to think now is the time. And you know when you say Sony's partnered up with somebody else, they always say they're going to, and then they always well, kind of pull out. That's how the whole Sony PlayStation started. No, that's true. But they haven't they yeah. haven't even I mean they're not even claimed they haven't said anything. Is what I this is what's interesting, is it's been almost silence from Sony right. since this announcement. Um they're not showing at E3. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Sony's doing. Like Sony already has a service where you can stream games from them, but it's their stuff. Yeah. And it's also not their infrastructure. It's somebody else's. They're piggybacking. So they already kind of do this. Uh, so their argument might be, well, we've already got a service like that, plus these other services, plus our exclusives, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what they do for a next generation announcement. Do they announce mm -hmm. a box? Does Microsoft do that still but then also there's the streaming service on top of that and google's the only one with a boxless platform solution like i don't know there are a lot of questions to answer across the board but this is all incredibly fun and fascinating to follow so everyone wants to get negative about it or overhyped about it or all these different extremes i would just recommend everybody just hunker down and get ready for it because it's going to be fun to watch how it all falls in place and by right. platform, I mean this. Imagine Microsoft. Let's say Microsoft doesn't even push their cloud stuff as hard. Let's say they just have a an Xbox One X V.2 or whatever the hell they're going to call it. And it's hot new next generation thing with a bunch of cloud stuff, but still it's mainly a box. And let's say Sony says, PlayStation 5, here's a box. It's a PlayStation. Here you go. You know what to do. You can still get discs and everything. And then 
Google says, well, all right, here's our platform. It's all cloud-based. It actually makes a lot of sense because all you're doing is saying, it's as if Google's saying, here's another box to build for. Now the, right. now the, the developers just have to decide where they're going to put their games. And if they think there's enough of a market on this Google plan on Stadia, they'll just make a version of it for that platform. So Ubisoft, as an example, comes out with a new Assassin's Creed game. They still put it out on the disc-based systems. They still put it out on PC on the various stores. They still do all the things they always do. And they port it to this Stadia platform. That's how that works. So I don't think this is... This isn't one of those things where everybody goes to this new thing and leaves discs in the dirt. That doesn't work that way. It's going to be part of this transition that maybe we eventually get there one day. But it's just a matter of if enough people buy into Stadia and that somehow is... a attractive thing to publishers and developers then yeah they'll they'll make a version for stadia in the same way they make an xbox version and a playstation 4 version and a switch version or whatever it's going to be really interesting brian that's yeah. all i'm saying it's going it to be very interesting but i think the uh, google stadia is going to attract it's going to attract a maybe younger audience because i think all of us older folks are kind of still going to be brand loyal uh, to Google and stuff. I'm not no. saying I won't play anything Google brings out. I'm just saying I don't know how I feel. Well, as a primary PC game player, right. I think I'm going to be more like I'm trying not to do this. I'm actually making a real effort to be open-minded about these this kind of stuff because I think when you start closing your mind, then you end up being a ham. Absolutely. You end up being a ham radio operator while everyone else is yeah. using the internet. You know. So, so to me, so to me, it's easy to get trapped in my way is the best way, the old way, whatever. I'm not into that. What I would like to see, though, like if you'd have asked me 10, 12 years ago, hey Scott, what do you think about a future where you never put another disc in a PC or a console ever again? That you'll only download stuff, and that's the only way you're going to do it. And these games will be 80 gigabytes, sometimes 100 gigabytes. What would you do? And I'd say, that sounds ridiculous. Have you seen my 1.5 yeah, megabyte yeah. down freaking DSL? Like, I would have laughed you out of the room. That would seem nuts then. Now, it's 100% my life. I don't do discs yeah. at all. Yeah. I don't do media, physical media of any kind. And that includes TV, movies, across the board, video games. And the truth is, I'm actually paying less overall than I used to for all this physical crap. So, yeah, yeah. I save money. I have more choice. I have more stuff. And all of it's digital. You have to force me to pay for a disc or a cartridge these days. Even for like Nintendo, it's like, hey, you can get it for 15 bucks off if you buy the disc on Amazon. Or you have to have the cartridge, though. And I and I actually agonize about that and go, oh, but I'd rather really just download it, you know? Yeah, I'd rather download it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little further back than you are because my bandwidth is limited mm -hmm. uh, where I live. And it makes a difference. Uh, you, you bring up a good point. Not everybody's going to be able to do this out of the gate for sure. Right. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you. If, if, is, if it is an option, whenever I see uh, it was not OK, I don't mean to bash Sony, but I almost everything I was buying on Sony was disc because the downloads was ridiculous. They're I buy terrible. a game. I have to wait like two or three days before I can ever They're play. Terrible, it. terrible, uh, terrible. But Microsoft yeah. has really weaned me of that. I do not own a single Microsoft game disc. It's because almost like every they have game a good, I buy, it's almost like they have a good network background and good network backend yeah. to make it so you get your content in a reasonable amount of time in a modern day. Yeah. Sony, so. on the other hand, they're like hand sewing <laughs> it in Mexico with someone like, okay, give me one more disc. I need to send download. And like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't know what the deal is. 
I don't either, but my example's terrible. It is horrible. I, was just, I wanted to walk that's away. That's the Arnold Palmer talking. <laughs> Arnold Palmer talking. But, uh, but yeah. like Too much <laughs> lemon in this. I just think there may come a day where I have the same conversation with myself that I have now about my all-digital gaming right. world. I'm going to have the same thing where I go, oh, I can't believe it's all streaming now. I never thought this would happen. Why would you tell? Just- it's ridiculous to download something if we could get to that point where you know it's really going to come down to... You know, the, are are we really interested in, in in Twitch shooters? I mean, because if you want something that's that's going to work well there, I I just don't know. You're going to have some you're going to have some convincing well, to do. They so Stadia announced on stage, Google announced on stage that one of the first games you will be able to play on the service will be Doom Eternal, which is right. a very very twitchy shooter, mm-hmm. and a lot of people see that as a big moment because it can be. This will be the moment where they can prove out their their tech where they've said yeah, the yeah. controller is also connected to the internet and these other things are happening too to create no latency i i believe that we'll kind of get there with them and probably kind of get there with microsoft sex cloud and whatever sony may have may get us kind of there but i think that we're still in what this feels like is on live was like the diamond rio <laughs> yeah and then the it iter- people iterated, 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 and it got better and better and better. And now there's various services you can do this with. Sony has a thing. Lots of in-house kind of streaming solutions. Steam has a way of streaming the boxes around your house. Steam links, that sort of thing. So that got better. And then the servicey stuff got better. NVIDIA's got a service like this uh, mm-hmm. that they do. And then now I feel like we're at like iPod 1 era with this Google announcement. Just yeah. to use a market comparison. And that's just immediately going to make things like on live and what came before this seem stupid. Um, And then, but then you're going to be like two, three years down the road and go, Oh my gosh, can you believe we use that iPod one with his black and white screen and those hideous (laughs) buttons? Sure. Glad I got this iPod junior with a 900 gigabyte, you know, whatever. Like we're, we're just, we're doing that thing we do with markets and tech and we're getting there, man. We're getting there, man. I'll tell you, I, I, I will never talk bad about on live. Yeah. The, the, the promises they made, never made, uh, never really met what they promised. However, I had never watched anybody else play a video game online, like as a community until on live. And I, I went from playing the video games, which only did for a short time to just hanging on online on live, just watching other players play. And that was my first experience of, of, of doing that. Yeah, and uh, it was amazing at the time. Amazing at the time. Yeah, it was. I was like, I didn't even know I enjoyed watching other people play video games. This is amazing. And Twitch would come along and do it. (laughs) Yeah, but also there's a see. There's I have questions about that. The future of that is very interesting because part of what they showed too was, let's say Brian Dunaway is at home and he's playing. I don't know what game with his donuts. His game. Let's just say Apex Legends. You're playing, and I'm watching you stream this live on YouTube. Note they didn't say anything about Twitch, by the way, up there. Um, right. This is not. another part of this strategy, I think, is to sort of eke out Twitch as, as relevant well, as Because they, they got their YouTube gaming, so, you know. Well, they did. They dumped that, but now I think I know why they dumped it. <laughs> I think I might know what they're doing now. I've been but, so mad at YouTube and Google for so long, I don't watch anything they do. I know. I'll be honest. I know you've been annoyed, yeah. but I think that they're, they're positioning this. Well, so the way they showed it was, you're in there playing a game, and right. I'm watching you live stream it, and I'm like, oh. That looks like fun. Does he have any? Sl- oh, he's he's got a slot open. He's just with randos. There'll be a link on the video that I can literally click with my phone, my computer, my wherever I'm at, and in two seconds I'm in your game, playing right alongside you, and I join through that freaking video link. Like 
That's the fun. power of this. It's huge, uh, yeah. potentially. A thousand on stage, you mentioned a thousand person battle royale game is possible with the cloud computing we're talking about. MMOs that have actually giant worlds where any number of people can be there and there's no limits, there's no no bottlenecks, um, or certainly a lot less bottlenecks. Like there's a lot of potential and interest in that for me. But all I would say to people who are worried about this or feel like this it's too much change or you want to whatever just it's gonna stuff's gonna happen with or without us if it's not good we won't buy it and it will not work and if it is good we will and some people say well google never sticks with anything they always drop their stuff after a while and it depends like if it makes a bunch of money google sticks with it so if this succeeds they'll stick with it and uh i don't know i don't know i'm just I'm, i'm all kinds of different thoughts on it but it's too early to make any big decisions or or too much prediction stuff because we just don't know. And I think E3 will be interesting because Microsoft will have their stuff and with the power they have in the back end from Azure and all the stuff they've worked on cloud computing wise, they are, they are prepared to meet this Google announcement kind of head on. Mm-hmm. And that will get interesting. What will be interesting really is to see current gen leader Sony. I don't know what they're going to do if these two things are embraced. Right. Because what do they got? They just have, well, we, we're making Uncharted games and no one else has them. Like, I mean, they can keep doing that because I love their games. <laughs> right. But they don't go down to GameStop and buy our games. But they need to have an answer for it, and I'm not sure they do. Right. I don't know. So it would be like Apple being forced to make a search engine. Nobody would trust that search engine because they don't have the back end, they don't have the years of content, they don't have the algorithms, they don't have any of that stuff. They haven't invested right. in that. So so people want their devices. They want maybe they want their computers. They want their other stuff. They're still the largest market cap in the world, but like there's certain areas where a company is strong, and where they're not. And right now, the only two that have anywhere near this back end to do what they're promising is Microsoft and Google. Right. And right. N- Nintendo's a whole other conversation about their own weird shit they do. They don't even. They probably don't yeah, even care about this. They, they don't care. They they get they they do their own thing. But so yeah, it's but like, that's why it breaks down. Sony's got their exclusives. Right. Uh, Microsoft's got their back end. Sony's got or uh, sorry, Google has all back end, but no games experience really. So Microsoft may have an edge in this. I don't know, man. It's going to yeah, be yeah. really interesting. And Amazon, right? As Soulspur in the chat makes a good point. Amazon is not larger than both. I'm not going to I'm not going to go with you there cuz if you look at what Google's got in the back the back uh 40 and what the Amazon alphabet. does uh it's alphabet dwarfs most companies in terms of that capability. However, it's pretty damn close. But the thing with Amazon is they have no I mean they've had a bunch of rumored console stuff for a long time and all that. Nothing's ever really come out of it. If they're not announcing it now, they need to be ready soon. Like there's a lot of stuff to say about all of this stuff. It's crazy. It's exciting. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a different time this next year. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, most I'll bet you most of what Sony runs, their uh Sony what, what's the name of the PlayStation not Pro, play, uh PlayStation not plus either. What is it? That's the one what's no, the, 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 the game? TV TV is uh, oh like that's uh the PlayStation Now. So now that's it. I hate all their names. Oh my gosh. It's so dumb. Yeah, they're not good. But they but PlayStation Now is probably running on Amazon uh, Amazon AWS services. Like you're right. That because that's who you'd go to, right? But, yeah, maybe absolutely. Azure, so maybe a combination. I don't know. But yeah. 
Anyway. So your prediction that they they go with with uh, you know Sony Amazon kind of find a way to uh, work. Uh, yeah, Vol Voltron you know, that together. shit up, man. Have have yeah. those two Voltron parts get together, a couple of lions, boom, you got a big long lion. Right. <laughs> boom. Don't don't do it with the 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 the, the spaceship one though. That's too many parts. Just yeah. do the lions, like five pieces. I would be shocked if something like that doesn't at least get talked about. Because think about it, they don't. Amazon doesn't want to do the work to get Sony level branding and Sony level success in the games world. Right. And my and Sony doesn't want to invest what it takes to compete in the Amazon AWS world. So what a perfect combo if they can get along or find a way to make it profitable for both of them. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Server Voltron. That's it. That's what we're looking for. All right. That's our take on Stadia, Sam. Hope you enjoyed our long. That was great. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thing. That was a great question. Yeah. We should have started at the top with that one. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Frogpants.com slash B-O-O-P is our website. That's frogpants.com slash boop. You can also leave us voicemails, 801-471-0462. We love getting those, so keep them coming. 801-471-0462. Boopshow at gmail.com is where Sam sent that email. You can send one as well. And you can find us on Twitter, Boopshow, Scott Johnson, and the Brian Dunaway. Uh, Brian, anything else you want to mention today? We go. Hey man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hitting these uh, minis up pretty hard. I haven't decided where I'm gonna be hosting all my videos. Uh, I just don't. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. You know, I'm having trouble with it. YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I get you. I want to hear more about the C64 thing when you're when you've had some. Yeah, time. I'm gonna I'm gonna do mini reviews on all these things. I'm gonna, I got I got a nice little collection. I got the the NES mini. I've got the SNES mini. I've got the C64. I've got the PlayStation Classic. I've got some Raspberry Pi stuff. I'm gonna be messing with so. It's going to be fun times. Nice. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, we will uh, keep you informed as to, I don't know what we'll keep informed. We'll just be here next week. We'll have another show next week. So come back and check us out. Uh, if you're like, hey, I want to watch live. When can I do that? Mondays at 3.30 Mountain Time. It's 5.30 Eastern and uh, 2.30 uh, uh, West Coast time here in the U.S. I don't know where it is for all you people who don't live here. Greenwich Mean Time at the Tone is something o'clock. I have no idea. Anyway, so come on back. Be a part of it. Uh, thank you, chat room, who's in here live today. You guys are awesome, as always. It's uh, going to do it for us, for me, and for Mr. Brian Dunaway. We will be back next time. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. That was like she was three months old when she did that.